you've changed. <laughs> For a lot of people, change is scary, but when we go through changes, when we grow the most. It forced me way out of my comfort zone. It was like the scary thing that I'd never done before and that I'd never seen other people do. I feel like I have my life back. We can change our lives and prioritize our, li our lives in ways that make us happier. Hey guys. So as I mentioned before, I'm home with my parents for the time being. And normally being home, I would be able to visit with my two wonderful grandmas. They both live just like a stone's throw away from where my parents live. Um, they're neighbors and great friends, believe it or not. I actually thought it was normal for grandparents to be friends when I was younger because that's all I've known. <laughs> so anyway, I haven't been able to visit with them um, since we're all isolating. But luckily, both my grandmas are very tech-savvy, and we've gotten to talk on FaceTime and talk on Zoom. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that today is extra special, and today's episode is extra special because today is my grandma's 90th birthday. And this past weekend, her and I talked, um, and we recorded our conversation for this week's episode. So we got on Zoom, and I think what's cool about recording podcasts is you ask people questions that you wouldn't necessarily ask in a normal conversation. Um, so we talked about a bunch of different things. We talked about what it was like to have seven children over an 11-year time period. Um, we talked about what it was like to be a working mother at the time when that wasn't necessarily the norm. Um, we also talked about more general things like the importance of friendship, coping with loss, and general life advice. So, happy birthday, Grandma Kay, and I hope you guys all enjoy this podcast. Yeah, so I thought that it would be really fun to record um, a podcast with you because, as you know, the podcast is called You've Changed, and considering three days from now you'll be turning 90, I thought we could talk a bit about your life, and I think people could learn a lot from the perspective you have and everything you've experienced in the past 90 years. Oh, thank you, Victoria. Yeah. So just starting off, um, one question I had for you. So you're, you're born in 1930, correct? Yes. Can you remember the earliest memory you have? I would not necessarily have labeled it such. Mm -hmm. But I do have terrific memories of my uh, early, early childhood. Uh, I think part of that was because my dad died when I was nine. Mm -hmm. and so I, all of those precious memories were mine. Yeah, they're so special to you, right? Yeah. yeah. So I know that anything else that would have come after would not have included him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you and hold so on to I, those closely. Yes, so many, many things and were pre my dad's death and then afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's beautiful. And that's amazing to think that you have these special memories from the 1930s. I do have those special memories. Mm -hmm. I can remember, uh, oh, I can remember my mom and dad were a really happy couple. They had... Uh, they had sort of given up on ever, ever expecting to have a child. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? They were married 14 years, and there had been no babies and no pregnancies, I think. And uh, suddenly, a pregnancy. 
Oh my goodness, I didn't know this. And I arrived. Wow, that's so special. Yes. I think my mom might have had a pregnancy before that, but she never told me, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. So you can imagine my dad was a farmer. And farmers always are known to want to have sons because they want to have sons to pass their land to. Right. And work with them and so on. But my father wanted a daughter. Really? Yes. He wanted a daughter just like my mother. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> oh, that's so touching. It is. Mm-hmm. So one night at the dinner table, um, this was probably a year or two ago, I remember Connor asking, Connor being my brother, um, he asked us to go around and say one of the most monumental or memorable things in our lifetime because we were the three different generations, you and my other grandma and my parents and then us kids. And so, for example, Connor, Emily, and I, like the siblings, I think all of us sort of said 9-11 was one of those moments that we'll never forget. And I think that in the future, I would probably say that this pandemic will be one of those moments in history in my lifetime. Was there something that happened in the news or kind of in history that for you was very memorable? Oh, yes, the beginning of the war, Mm -hmm. 1939. We used to have a radio in the kitchen that your father will tell you about. I think he has it. Yeah, we have it now. My father used to, he liked to listen to the BBC news. Mm -hmm. So I can remember, I used to sit with him beside him in the kitchen to listen to the BBC news. So I think that's how I got interested in worldwide events yeah was from hearing about it and that was 19 well 1939 mm-hmm. early 1939 was the lead up to the war and i would say that the war was a huge event in my life because then life changed when there was the war and so many young people from the uh, so many young people say that i would have known in high school or whatever they they joined the services right and, and cousins who joined mm-hmm. you know army air force navy and and in that way life changed mm-hmm. when i went away to university it was after the war had ended and people men and women were coming back from the war and coming to university to finish for their degrees at that time mm-hmm. and that was really something I've heard uh, I've heard this quote kind of going around at least it first went around when we were all being told to stay in our homes and a lot of people were saying like you know our grandparents went out and fought the war I think that we can stay inside our homes <laughs> like it's yeah. really we're pretty fortunate to be able to you know get to be in I hope for most people, a comfortable home and, you know, feel the safety of being home. Yes. And much different than. Feel the joy. Mm hmm. Yeah. The time gets to be uh, at times you would just love to go out and go somewhere. But Mm -hmm. you know what? We're so lucky. Exactly. Home to live in. And if we're happy there. How great is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm. Exactly. I think that there's definitely a silver lining and there's some positives. Yes. Victoria, if we wanted to, we could spend one whole, we could spend, you know, just one whole talk 
on the war and, mm -hmm. and the patience for, yeah. for as we as we saw it at that time. Yeah. Or you have a lot of other questions you want to ask me. I do. And we just kind of started getting into it, um, talking about motherhood. And I mean, for, for many people hearing this, probably be amazed to hear that you're a mother of seven. My dad is one of your seven children. And I mean, I don't even have one kid. I can't imagine <laughs> managing seven children. Um, what I understand is you didn't have a nanny, right? Taking care of the kids? No. It was yeah. some, there were a few summers mm -hmm. when, when I had, uh, from Quebec, there were young girls who took housekeeping training in schools down there. And oh. then they were available during the summers. So mm -hmm. with other friends, a few times I had a, a someone come and stay with me during the summer. So am I right that it was seven children within the span of 11 years? That's right. Yeah. Wow. Was, it sounds so weird now, but it wasn't then. Mm -hmm. I knew many families and one of my good friends right now, still living, uh, we often talk on the telephone and we have many great laughs. Mm -hmm. And they had seven children too. Yeah. And, and so we shared a lot of activities. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about her the other day because I was thinking how when you have little children, often the weekends are pretty hectic. Yeah. They're pretty hectic. So when, whenever the older ones went back to school on Monday morning, she and I would take out the carriages or whatever we had with our babies and we would take all the small children mm -hmm. and we would go for a long walk through the park where they could run through the park mm -hmm. and we and everybody had fun we'd come back in and everyone was ready for lunch and then everyone was ready to go and have a nap and that's when i had my time to sort of either put my head back on the couch or uh -huh. read a book. Oh, yes, I'm sure you deserved that moment to yourself. I, I, I just, it was a smart thing to do so that I'd be able to handle the rest of the day. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was fun. Having seven children now, it would be, I don't know who could afford it now. But mm -hmm, back good then, point. Interesting. Back then, it was not, everybody coped without wealth, mm -hmm. but we coped. And, and, and it, there was something special about having a big family. And because I had come from a family of two, my brother was born seven years after I was. I, I was just dying to have a big family. Wow, yeah. I feel like a lot of times I hear people talking about how many kids they want in their future, like friends of mine and stuff. And I've mm -hmm. noticed that most people say they want this about the same number as they had. But for you, that was very different. If you were one of two and then you well, had seven. Yeah. You know, I thought maybe I would like it, I would like to have six mm -hmm. or four to maybe four. You know, at times you feel differently. Mm -hmm. But you know, it doesn't always work that way. And as we used to laugh and say, when I would come pregnant again, we'd say, hey, we'll make it work. Ah. You know? Yeah. And I had a husband who felt very much as I did. He mm -hmm. was very welcoming to each child. Yeah. And so, so that's necessary if you're going to be, if you're going to have a big family. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting because I do think that most people, when they talk about how many kids they want, it is a matter of can we afford this many kids? Whereas you kind of said that wasn't so much the the thought back then. So honestly, we didn't think too much about it. We just Mm -hmm. thought surely, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll make it work. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, obviously it's amazing that you had seven children. But the other thing is that you were also a social worker and you went back to work after having children, right? Yes. So you a, were a working mother of seven. Yes, that was pretty exciting. No I had, kidding. I had finished my degree, my degrees before uh, I started, before we got married, actually. Mm-hmm. You went to university, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. I got an undergraduate degree at Queens, and then I got a social work degree. Mm-hmm. Again, it was an undergraduate degree, but it was at St. Patrick's College in Ottawa at the School of Social Work. And so I knew I could, I could, there were lots of jobs available. And I worked until the weekend before my oldest son was born. I worked yeah. until Friday, and he was born on Sunday morning. Oh, my goodness. So, so that was, wow. choice. it was choice. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, and then I, I would take, sometimes they would offer courses in Ottawa where you could go and do some upgrading, just take some new courses mm-hmm. on social work, uh, about social work. And I did that. And I did, I had, I had a couple of small jobs there. I was asked to do some projects, which I did. So I never was totally out of the field. Although mm-hmm. I never was, never was fully employed and never wanted to be. So to paint a picture, because in my head, I'm trying to paint a picture of that period of time. And I realize it was 60, the 60s, 70s, being a working yeah. mother. So yes. that's also the time period that the women's liberation movement was going on, right? So there was women fighting for equal pay and reproductive rights and equality for women. So I'm curious, having been a working mother at that time, do you feel like you personally experienced um, discrimination or challenges being a woman before the female liberation? I hate to tell you this, but I didn't experience any of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's interesting to to hear it. So tell me more. In in terms of comparing my my income with other people's, it was quite in line. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was uh, quite lucky. I went from any job I had. I went the next one I went to paid more. And then when I came here, I I was here for two years without working. I had always said when we moved to a new place, I wanted to have two years where I could have white linen clothes, or maybe not quite linen maybe cotton and linen on the table for dinner every night. Mm-hmm. And then I would think about going back to work. <laughs> however, however, I did get offered a job before that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it was exactly what I had wanted. It had been the job, the type of work I had wanted to do for the for maybe 10 years. I, I had thought, next job, that's what wow. I want. Someone uh, offer, asked me if I would consider it for on a short-time basis because someone was leaving, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and they were, and she was on contract. So I did take the job and I truly loved it. 
and they renewed the contract. So I was there for 24 more years mm-hmm. up until retirement. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's so amazing. I was terribly happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I felt, and because I tell you what the advantage I had. Well, first of all, I always had cleaning help. My husband was always thought of it that we had cleaning help and that we would haul, you know, get other people to come and help if it were needed. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and then after that, uh, uh, when I went back to work, we, we, we got additional help if it was needed. And it was wonderful to help us to pay off the mortgage on our house. Mm-hmm. I think I should say that because we, we both decided that we would use my income totally to pay off the mortgage on oh, the house. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it, maybe there was enough left for a couple of nights out for dinner or something. But <laughs> actually, we, we were able to pay it all off before mm-hmm. the children went away to school. Wow. So that, that took off a lot of pressure. That mm-hmm. I, frankly, I didn't feel the pressure because we had made that decision mm-hmm. and we followed it through. So I have always felt that that was that mortgages are killers. They're very hard on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of pressure, like you said, and stress. So how anyway. good for you for for taking care of it so quickly? <laughs> so you are very social. Obviously, you've got friends that you play bridge with. Oh, yes. You and Grandma Carol, my mom's mom, spend a lot of time together. You live next door. So I'm curious what your perspective on friendship is and how friendship has been important to you throughout the years. Friendship is of great importance to me. Mm-hmm. Always has been. Since the time I was a little girl, I always had the first three friends I had were boys because they lived next door and there was no daughter in the family. And so they were my best friends. And then when I went to school, I met some girls. When I went to high school, the first girl that I met was in, in grade nine that I really warmed up to. We went to nine to third grade 13 together. And in university, we um, were roommates for the first year. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, wherever I lived, I had friends and I have friends. And a lot of these friends I have known since I started to work here in, in 19, say I started in 1970. A lot of the friends that I have now were from the 70s. Yeah, wow. So you've, you've kept a lot of long-term friendships. Now that we can't go out of the house, I'm really happy that we have social media. Exactly, yeah. It means a great deal. Mm-hmm. So are you, what forms of social media do you have? Oh, the, the simplest that I can understand, mm-hmm. okay, because as your father can tell you, I am the world's worst person in terms of comprehending what you do with any of these machines. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's funny you say that, but right now we're on Zoom yes. recording remotely, so I, it's pretty impressive, I must say. Well, and we FaceTimed the other night, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy to have Zoom and FaceTime mm-hmm. because those are those those all mean a lot to me because I, it's so important for me, the social person, 
to enjoy talking to all of you. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and and uh, I, I used to be able to send, I used to send emails, but mm, my fingers are, are sometimes they don't land on exactly the right the right keys. Know, letter now and i try to <laughs> finally give up mm-hmm. but, but i do like all of those things yeah well yeah. it's nice with zoom and facetime that you just gotta once it's on you can just sit back and have a conversation like absolutely wonderful you know? mm-hmm. yeah wonderful. yes no matter where people where people are yeah exactly yeah different time zones and everything that's right so just because we're on the topic um, I do think it's pretty amazing that we could be sitting and recording this on Zoom right now. Um, and I'm sure the technology you've seen come in your lifetime is pretty amazing. Even just for me, since I was born, things have changed so much. Yes. So what would you, what do you think is like the most important or impressive or amazing technological um, invention or innovation that you witnessed? Well, a lot of things. I know. <laughs> you know, in the nineteen, the early nineteen thirties, there was really there was no electricity to a lot of farms in Ontario, so we didn't get electricity at our farm until nineteen thirty-eight. The men had already come and spent a few months wiring all the house and so on. The outlets were ready, and we just had to wait for the electricity to come, and it came on a certain day. In 1938, it was a—I think it was a summery day. Might have been in the fall, and I can—I <laughs> can remember where I was standing in the kitchen when, boop! Suddenly, all the lights go on in the house. Oh my goodness! Yes, so that was pretty. That okay. was pretty wonderful, and and I would say that you know, no matter how wonderful all these inventions of social media are, there was nothing nothing to compare with the invention of the automatic washer and dryer for a really? mother. <laughs> of course. The, and, and the washer. <laughs> I mean, those three things, you can just imagine what, 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 how it helped me. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. And with seven kids, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty lazy about doing my own laundry. <laughs> can imagine not having automatic washer and dryer and having a big family. Well, you know, it's, it, it, it always seems as if the seven kids are in on the screen, like mm-hmm. at all. They aren't because everybody's going in every direction. Yeah. They're all different ages. Mm-hmm. They all have different interests. When one starts going away to school, the next one starts the next year or two mm-hmm. years later. So on, you know, yeah, that's you, true. Oh, before you know it, you have an empty, <laughs> an empty. <laughs> so being almost 90 years old, this is a, a more serious question, but it's natural that you've experienced loss, right? And like, I know you mentioned you lost your father um, and Grandpa Chuck passed away when I was, I yes. think when I was a newborn or maybe I wasn't even quite born yet. Um, so I'm wondering what advice you have for processing the loss of a loved one? For processing it. Or just if you can speak to it, because I think that that's something that a lot of young people haven't quite experienced, and that's something that they they can't totally grasp. Is it it an issue for them, Victoria? 
Possibly, or a, a big fear and, you know, uncertainty and how to process it. Well, I, because I'd just like to say here that I think a lot of younger people do experience great loss. Mm -hmm. They loss of a relationship, you know, maybe uh, maybe a, a marriage, mm -hmm. divorce, where they, you know, where the adult experiences a terrific loss, mm -hmm. and the growing children or the little children also experience a terrific sense of loss. Mm -hmm. And then the death, of course, is so permanent. Mm -hmm. it, I, to me, when it happens, you just have to put one foot ahead of you and the next foot ahead of you and, and carry on with what you have to do mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, work, in, work in lots of friendships, work in your friendships with your friends and do lots of exercise, go mm -hmm. for lots of walks. Um, and, and have some enjoyable things like going to the movies or whatever you have to do you have to you have to move on slowly mm -hmm. at your at your own rate because mm -hmm. people process differently and at a different rate yeah absolutely yeah i'm i'm not sure what else to say because that again is a big story in itself mm -hmm. yeah exactly well no i yeah. think that that that's a good point that you know you you've got to keep finding the spend time with the people you love that you do have and keep right. doing enjoyable things and taking care of yourself and just keep well, trying keep to living keep, trying to keep healthy so mm -hmm. that you take care of your responsibilities mm -hmm. yep. it, it is indeed an important thing Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think was the best decade? What do you, what was your favorite decade and why? Well, I can tell you that. Uh-huh. I had two favorite decades. And I will say, I, I loved the decade where I had little children. Mm-hmm. That was, that was, a, I, because I love little children. And I loved that was a beautiful decade. And the other and another great decade was him when they were all growing up, and they were off at different schools, universities, and everybody was home for the summer. We had a deal that they could come home and stay home for the summer, and work if they could find work, which they all did, and and stay there, and then just try to save as much money as they could mm. to go back to them. And, and it was it was sort of loose like that, but everybody did take it seriously. They tried. Mm -hmm. you know, they they also had to have a like a, you couldn't imagine not going out for a beer with your friends on Friday night. You know what I mean. So uh, it wasn't a rigid plan, but people people respected that and really tried to do that. Well, then and then the part of that that was I found lovely was that they all had great friends they had friends from high school and and friends from university and your mother was one of those who used to come to our house and our porch we had a huge porch on the back of the house and with a picnic table in it and and i remember so many friends coming and sitting out there and talking and 
hanging around and everybody pushing around the, the picnic table. And sometimes if it was really, really hot and we couldn't have air conditioning in our big old house, we couldn't get air conditioning there. Um, we would, sometimes we'd bring, Chuck and I would bring sleeping bags out to the back porch and sleep on a couch out there at night in July and August if it was really, yeah. So it was kind of like, a bit like, a, it almost like a porch, like a, almost like a cottage inside your back, inside your house. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so I just have a couple questions left. The first one being, do you have any tips or secrets to longevity and good health? No. <laughs> no. Comments. Say that again? I can make some comments. Okay, make some comments. I don't have secrets. <laughs> I, I think you're either born with a fairly good, fairly good potential for good health, mm-hmm. or maybe not. Um, I always loved the outside, and actually, I always loved eating the kind of food that people eat now, like the the garden produce and all that sort of thing. I have no idea whether that helped me to be more to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I, I've had quite a bit of surgeries in my lifetime, and I've had heart issues. I've had issues, but I, I never. I always felt I re- made a quick recovery from whatever I had. And and so I just take it as a given that um, life's good. Uh, I, I live each day, and I never aspired to live to be ninety. I never never crossed my mind that I'd live to be ninety. Uh, although my mother lived to be ninety three, almost ninety four, but I think she had fewer issues than I do. But however. Um, I think it's a stroke of good luck for one thing, but also I'm a very happy person. Mm-hmm. If 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 being a contented person has anything to do with it, I could say I'm a pretty contented person. Even sure? now, mm-hmm. even now, I recognize that as I get older, that I can do less and less physically. Mm-hmm. That frustrates me often because I remember myself being a very active person who could who could take on all kinds of projects in a day, and now I can't. I know I can't. Sometimes that's very hard to take. However, uh, I, I feel very fortunate that I am so lucky and that I have family who are good to me and care and that I have all these wonderful children mm-hmm. and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I feel as if I have lived a full and interesting life. I feel as if I was born at the right time. 1930, and I had so many, like I lived through these interesting times when, the, when there was the war and the, after the war when the economy was just burning. I had opportunities in school and I had, and, and I was really lucky with my work that I had work that I really enjoyed and liked and people who were good to me there too. I just feel, I just feel it's been a good life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so beautiful. And I, I love the idea that happiness kind of yeah. is health, you know, or it's, it yeah, is. That, yeah, I love that. And something I was going to say before 
I just kind of lost track as we were talking, but when you were describing like the kids coming home for the summers and your, your old house and stuff, I just think like, the other week we were watching these old tapes that my parents had made digital for my brother's 30th birthday. Yeah. And it was w- when my brother was a baby and we were looking at these tapes of being in your backyard. I wasn't born yet, but just all the aunts and uncles looking so young and having babies around and laying by the pool and laughing. And I just felt like, I'm so grateful to have grown up with such a big family and have summers like that. And I feel like that is just like the happiest part of my life. Just the idea of family all being together and lounging around the pool. And yeah, I think we're so lucky to have that. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. And I have, if we want to talk about it sometime, I have wonderful memories of you as a little girl. (laughs) I do. And we could spend one whole spell talking about that. (laughs) And, and uh, yes, uh, you, that was a wonderful time in my life because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I had fewer responsibilities because the children had grown up, really. Mm-hmm. But they, they brought their friends. We had tons of conversation, and which I love. Mm-hmm. And lots of action. Yeah. And what's more, and everybody was, you know, we had some issues, health issues in the family, but basically... Everybody has been in pretty good health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a perfect blessing. Mm-hmm. So my last question, it's probably a question you've heard before. I'm curious what advice you would give your younger self. My younger self? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I've thought about that. And, and every time I thought about it and went through some possible things, I came back to where I was and thought, I, would, I don't think I'd do anything differently. It wasn't planned, but as it evolved, it was great. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It yeah, it absolutely. Was, it wasn't planned, yep. but this is how it went. This is how it evolved. And, and that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so no, I no, I asked myself a few times uh, because someone asked me a couple of years ago, had I ever thought about marrying again? Mm-hmm. And I said, no. I said, first of all, I thought I could never ask anyone else to share life with uh, with a large family, and then I thought, no. That was me. I didn't want to share them. Aww. <laughs> they were my children. Yeah. I didn't think I could care to, that I would ever want to share them with anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that you you kind of said that, you know, you wouldn't do anything differently, that it even if things didn't go as planned, no. It all works out. You can look back yeah. and have a happy life. Yes. You know, that's and, not, and everything nice. didn't always go well, Victoria. But that's mm. but that's life. Yeah. It, it doesn't always because that's what you expect that there are ups and downs. Yeah, and the, what I always think is that if you don't have those downs, then you you don't really enjoy the ups as much. You know. I don't think you appreciate them as much. Yeah. And, and at my age now, it's a time, a little more time to think 
and, and as I'm thinking, I have time to sort of think through some of these things that I'm sure I never had time to think about when I was 20. Mm -hmm. I was too busy having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been such a good conversation. Those are all of the questions I had, but is there anything that I didn't ask or anything that you just feel like you wanna say? Well, I just want to say that I think I'm pretty darn lucky that I had all those children and that I had them quickly. And they should know that their father was in, he was in agreement and he, and, and that he always made me feel, hey, we're going, we're, go we're going to do this and we're going to do it. We're going to educate these children. I remember we had, a, we had this thing, we would say, we'll educate these children even if we have to start selling the furniture, which we had no intentions of doing, but <laughs> we, we would but do it. But it's important, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and, and that um, it, 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 for my family to know that it was such fun that I feel so grateful. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. yeah, and I'm sure they're all, so grateful for you yeah, so uh, loved and it's ex so exciting to be celebrating your 90th birthday three days from now and and i enjoy every new every new person who's born and thank you victoria that was lovely of course thank you i'm gonna stop recording now <laughs> <laughs>